Have you ever heard the saying, figure out what you love, then find a way to get paid to do it? It sounds easier said than done. There are definitely some things that are clearly in demand on the job market, but that doesn't mean that this is the case for everything. In part three of our five-part series on building your career plan, I'll talk about how to assess your environment and determine the things that the world needs and the things that you can be paid for as external drivers of building a career plan based on the concept of Ikigai. Hi everyone, welcome to the Progress Over Perfection Coaching Podcast. My name is Patrick Dedrick, and I'm the founder of Progress Over Perfection Coaching and the host of the show, and I want to thank you for listening in. Progress Over Perfection Coaching is a podcast focused on career management and development by offering insight on how to build an intentionally balanced and purpose-filled career. As I mentioned, this is part three of a five-part series detailing how to build a career plan. If you listen into the last episode, then you'll recall that we went pretty deep into the internally driven dimensions of Ikigai, what you're good at and not good at, and what you love to do and don't love to do. Hopefully, if you're following along with the process, then you may also have a list or inventory of those things for yourself. Now, we're going to shift away from your own preferences and focus on an evaluation of the employment environment and opportunities that are or could be available to you. If I were to continue the analogy of a career map, where your preferences are the route that you want to travel, then these external drivers of Ikigai are the are outside of your control and are really more of the actual road itself that you'll need to navigate as a way to get to your career destination. There'll be many roads that can lead you to where you want to go. Some will be more straightforward and well-traveled, while others will be more rustic, and you may even need to forge your own path at times. This will require some research on your part to get a lay of the land. If you work at a larger company, then this could be as straightforward as networking with others in roles or positions that may be of interest to you, provided that the culture of your company is open to developing their associates and letting them explore their career interests. It could also be much more obtuse and circuitous if your path doesn't align to a more traditional one, or if your path changes over time, especially if you do not work for a larger company or the company you're with adheres to a more structured, linear idea of career progression, which I'll get into in more detail in the next episode. It's not to say that this is a worse path. Ultimately, the end result of a career that brings you true fulfillment and happiness should justify the effort that you put into it. Similar to the list of strengths and likes that you put together in the last episode, you'll also want to pull together a similar list of refined skills and experiences that fit into these categories. Things that your current or target company values and attributes that you can be compensated for or represent where you want your career to go. You can start with those broader ideas or even with specific roles in order to get things going. But I do suggest that you go through a kind of dissection of those roles to get to the actual things about those positions that stand out as being what you're looking for. Again, like the previous episode, the hope is that if this is helpful, you could follow along and start to take stock of those attributes, functions, skills, and proficiencies that may fit into these categories as they relate to yourself. I'll be breaking down different ways to think about these categories and provide some examples that I have for myself on my own career map to illustrate what I mean. But as with every part of this process, there's no one right or wrong way to construct your career map. The hope is that I introduce to you some ideas or constructs that help you put some plan and intentionality about guiding your own career. With that, let's get started.
When thinking about what the world needs, it can be a pretty daunting task. The scope of possibilities is near endless. Through the more traditional viewpoint of Ikigai, this stance can make sense as the goal is to find a meaning to your life. For our purposes, we're looking specifically at your career. That isn't to say that your life and your career should be fundamentally separate, but through the lens of your career, it may help to bring some focus to your plan or at least narrow the breadth of possibilities that you start to look at. In that sense, I like to think of this as less of what the world needs and more of what the company needs. And to that end, it could be what your current company needs if you're committed to staying with your current employer or what your target company needs should you have identified a company that you know you want to work for. Now, if you already know that you want to venture out on a more entrepreneurial career route, then by all means, keep your focus on what the world needs. This will help to make sure that your career path will take you along a route that fills a true need and hopefully a successful business. As you start to think about the kinds of things that a company could want and how to translate those into skills or attributes that you possess and could be seen as desirable, one approach for ideas could be to look at a company mission statement or for information about a company culture that you may be interested in working for. At this point, you may have ideas about which company or companies you may want to work for, but if you don't, that's okay. In part five of this series, I'll be going in into how to synthesize a career map out of all of these lists that will be building aligned to the Ikigai categories, which can include how to identify potential stops along your career map. I know it kind of sounds like a chicken or the egg kind of situation or a self-fulfilling prophecy, like how do you look to target companies for ideas to build a list of skills that the company values if you don't know which company you want to look to? Kind of like time travel or movies in movies or TV shows, I wouldn't spend too much time focusing on the linearity of it at this point. Really, the goal is to start to get ideas about the qualities that you possess that are important to you, that you could plug into roles or companies that are based on what's important to them. If you really just need some ideas, I suggest looking to some well-known company cultures as a starting point. Nike, for example, has a list of maxims or guiding principles that are meant to help shape the way that each employee conducts themselves as a representative of the company. There has been some simplification to these maxims fairly recently, but you can do a pretty quick Google search to find the 11 that were gospel fairly recently. Again, the goal here is to just look for ideas. Taking one maxim, we're on the offense always, for example, you could extract some qualities that you may possess or find important about yourself to put into your inventory for this category. Some qualities that could be extrapolated from this are being a self-starter or having a drive for continuous improvement or being uh, highly competitive or having a highly competitive attitude. Another good source for ideas for what to consider for this category might be existing job postings and the qualifications for those jobs. Sure, there'll inevitably be things like a bachelor's degree or five years of experience or some personal certification or another, which may help from a service perspective as you build out your career map as benchmarks to meet in order to continue forward on with your career momentum. But there are occasionally things like ability to work with minimal supervision or being detail-oriented. As I said, this is meant to give you ideas for things about yourself that may fit into what a company might be looking for. So there's no right or wrong answer here. And I wouldn't let yourself get too discouraged if you find that as you build this list based on what you know about yourself, that it does not line up with roles or companies that you thought you might have on your career map. More than anything, this process of building a career map is about understanding what you want and what's important to you uh, 
more so than it is about having a destination already in mind and then building a career map that leads you there. And don't forget, this list will very likely change over time. All right, so in case you do need some additional ideas, I'll share what I have for myself in this category. I have subject matter expertise, kind of specific to planning, patience, organization, clear communication, a passion to do things correctly, and a holistic approach. And at least that's what I have for right now. So we'll move on, and when it comes to your career, or at least your job, the most obvious thing to make sure is that you can actually be paid for it. This is this entire ex, uh, exercise presupposes that you need to hold a job as a part of your career to support your livelihood. That's not to say that if you're independently wealthy that you might not need a career map, but for the sake of this exercise, I'll be assuming that you're looking to either build or grow your career, at least in part, to support yourself or your family financially. That being said, whether or not a job or role is one that brings along assumptions of compensation is fairly binary. It either is or it isn't, and that doesn't make for a very insightful or constructive factor to build upon your career map. So I like instead to reframe this category to be where you want to go or where you want your career to take you. Primarily, I include things like levels of responsibility, depth, or intricacies of the kinds of roles I'm looking for, cultural opportunities that the job might offer, and even compensation targets that might otherwise hold some meaning or enable other goals in my life. Compensation is one thing that I think of as kind of a double-edged sword when it comes to building a career map. For starters, when actually building my map that I share with others, I never include any kind of compensation or salary targets that I might have. This is something for me and how I look at different potential stops on my career map as an additional measure of how a role might fit into a larger plan. To that point, I believe that it can be useful to have some idea of a target salary or total compensation package for yourself. The downside to this is that if you end up putting too much focus on a dollar sign, then you might end up overlooking everything else that we covered in the other three Ikigai categories. For example, when I was starting along my current career path, though not following the specific career plan model, I actually made a conscious decision that pay was not the most important thing to me, and I spent about five years between four employers at roughly the same pay, because I was able to get other aspects of my career map checked off. However, what I traded off in a stagnant pay was more than made up for in my breadth of experience. That being said, your career map should be fluid, and there may be some times when you decide that it is in your best interest in the long run to lean into one category over others. So there may be some roles that open up to you where the biggest benefit is pay, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you keep your attention on your career map as a whole and are aware and intentional about your career, then you shouldn't lose sight of the other dimensions of what you're looking for and not be too distracted by a high salary. And one thing to note, related to any salary or compensation targets you may have that may end up on your career map, if you do decide to share that with others, especially prospective hiring managers, be ready to back it up with some kind of justification. This goes beyond the why you want that salary. I think it's all safe to say that we all want more money and that having more will afford us different and new possibilities, but it should really speak to how what you bring to the table demands that pay. This can come in the form of years of experience, your educational background, professional certifications or designations you've had, or awards or recognitions you've received. Personally, like I said, I don't put a target salary on any career map I share with others. However, I do all the work I just described to be ready to speak to why I think I'm worth the salary that I'm asking for if it gets to that point. And I really suggest you do the same. 
And while it will be framed within the context of the market, be it profession, geographic region, or broader economic atmosphere, you should absolutely be able to confidently know and communicate your worth in dollars and cents. What I prefer to spend more focus on in this category is a sense of increasing responsibility, scope of work, and personal career aspirations. For example, do you want to manage people? If you do, do you want to manage one or two people or a large team? Do you want your work to focus on operations and tactical execution or more strategic and long-range plans? Do you want to expertly execute a strategy or do you want to design and orchestrate an organizational direction? Do you want to travel? Do you want to find work abroad? As with the category of what the world or company wants, if you're finding that you need more inspiration on what kinds of things to include or think about for yourself here, then I recommend checking out some job postings and see what qualifications might be. That could be a way to get some idea of the kinds of things that you might like to do that could fit in with your career plan. As with the intrinsic dimensions that we covered in the last episode, you should spend some time doing some research and understanding what's true for you in these dimensions and start to build a list, which you should expect to change over time. So don't worry about trying to get it right the first time and make it perfect. All right, that actually about does it for this section. This has been pretty short compared to the others in the career map series, and that's primarily because it has to do with external factors that really aren't in your control. This section should absolutely still be based on things that are important to you when you think about your own career. It's just a matter of zeroing in on those qualities or aspirations that mean something to you that also fits within the context of the employment market and things that an employer may find desirable. What logically follows then is that the dependency on an employer and what they may find important becomes less important if you feel that your career may tend towards self-employment. It does not necessarily make building your career inventory here any easier. It just means that you need to cast a wider net in your ideas and potentially lose some predefined structure. Now you have to consider that someone or anyone could be a potential customer or source of income. In this case, the parameters of your career utility are much broader. All right, so now we've gone through all four dimensions of Ikigai, compiled a list of attributes, skills, and proficiencies that fit into what you're good at, what you love to do, what the world or your company may need, and what you can be paid for, and fit into where you want your career to take you. At this point, hopefully you've spent some time doing some self-reflection to come up with these lists, and I'm guessing you're then eager to put them all together to actually build a career map, and we're definitely going to do that. But we're going to take a step back in our next episode is actually going to focus on comparing how career maps are put together, looking at both what I consider to be a more traditional or linear map and the less straightforward career map that I believe is actually of much greater use. Don't worry, though. We'll be putting together a career map and putting to use all the work you've done uh, up to this point in our fifth and final episode of the series. So as always, if you have any thoughts or questions about this episode or ideas you'd like to hear covered in future episodes, you can send your ideas or comments to Patrick at prgscoach.com. And with that, I'll sign off with a certain type of perfection can only be realized through a limitless accumulation of the imperfect. Thank you again, and we'll talk more in our next episode.